All right, and we're live. So today we got a great guest for you. It's Aaron Woodman. So Aaron, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here? So I've uh, been in real estate for the last 13 years. I started off being an agent uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, did that for a few years and started a brokerage company and uh, grew it to about 180 agents. And uh, right before the market collapsed and went from out from underneath of us, I had an opportunity to sell that company. And for the last uh, roughly seven and a half, eight years, I've been helping brokerage companies, real estate companies, and real estate technology companies be better, really look at the process and look at the relationship side of the business to help them become better who they are. Okay. Um, so, so for you, what was that shift? What happened for that shift from selling real estate to doing that consulting and working what, with other agents? What, that shift for me was because as being a managing broker, it wasn't doing what I felt like I'm, I should be doing. I was okay. too involved in transactions and things falling apart. I wasn't really spending a lot of time helping agents build their business. It was more or less being a fireman and putting out fires constantly. Right. And I enjoy the coaching and the training aspect of real estate. And I've sold hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate and understand the process. Many agents just assume that they can go out and see a you know, shiny object or a new marketing uh, technique and think that it's going to work for them without really going down to the bare bones of internally figuring out if it's the best for them. Right. And agents go to these great conferences, they hear people speak, but it doesn't really fit. One process isn't going to fit an agent's hand in the same way that it's going to fit someone else. Right. And these conferences are meant for the masses, not for the individual agent. So uh, what I do in my business is agents help agents figure out what works best for them. And you do that by sitting down and holding their hand literally and talking through it. Okay, so for you, what was holding you back from, not, not from succeeding, but obviously there was a big change for you internally, I'm guessing, to, to jump into that. For me, it was, for me, it was that the brokerage that I was at was all about filling chairs. Okay. And being the owner of that brokerage, the more chairs that I had filled, the more money that... I was going to make. Regardless of that agent was producing or not, I was going to be making money. Right. And for me, I had like an aha moment saying, I really don't need 180 agents. I can do the same production with 30 or 40 agents that I really spend time and focus on. And I don't need all the drama because when you have that many people in an office, you just get consumed by all the drama that happens. And instead of going and firing everyone, I thought I would take the opportunity to just take a step back and go out, go at it at a different direction and work with agents that actually wanted to be coached and wanted to be trained. And if you're an agent right now and you don't have a business coach, you don't have a real estate coach, those are all things that you should have in your repertoire willing to go for. It doesn't have to be someone 
that you have an hourly meeting with once a week, but it should be someone that you feel comfortable calling. It doesn't even have to be something formal, but someone that you can talk to and be a part, you know, that can be a part of your business strategy and your business plan. Okay. Now, obviously, this is the niche agent or niche agent. So for you, what would it, is it niche or niche for you? It's niche. Okay. <laughs> You're an American. <laughs> so um, we've talked many times about uh about niche, niche and niche marketing and simplifying real estate. So that's really your thing is, is make about that and what that is for you. So simplifying real estate for me is simply focusing on the consumer. Um, and so for me, it's not so much about me as it is about the consumer and what the consumer wants. So I don't need to have flashy websites, I don't need to have flashy, errand-centric everything. That wasn't that was how I got into the business and I built a business that way. But really, right now the consumer is strictly concerned about finding the house. They aren't concerned about the persona of a realtor. And I see so many agents have this persona. They have a hundred thousand followers. They spend seven hours on Facebook every day. They, you know, want to do this. They want to do that. Really, it boils down to just what the consumer wants. And the consumer wants a house. They want a place that they can call home. And for me, simplifying it is just doing that. Going out, showing house, most productive way of doing that, and not worrying about all the other noise. Every single day, there's a new product. If it doesn't help me do my job better for my consumer, then it's not worth my time. It's just, it's not, it's not worth it. So when I say simplify, it's getting back to the basics and having relationships with clients and getting the job done. So if you were talking with a new agent and they were saying they wanted to try this and that and that, what would be a couple pieces of advice you'd give them to start off? Don't do it. <laughs> you know, I I, th I think there's, you know, agents want to do, they want to do something or they have 17 different things that they want to do and they don't do one of those 17 things really well. Yeah. My advice is start with one thing and do it really well before you move on to the next thing. We live in a society that it's go after or chase after or keep up with the Joneses of what everyone else is doing. And not many people can do that. You can't keep up. It costs too much money. Um, so find one system that works really well for you. You know, and someone says, hey, I'm going to try and do, for instance, I'm going to do a new CRM contactually. All right. Stick with contactually for six months before you try to do something else or there's a new product that comes on the line. Get really in-depth and get to know that particular product before you try to do something else. It's too many times we have contextually and then someone else comes into the picture and says, oh, try my CRM, and then try my CRM. Yeah. Get back to the basics of actually putting in the contact, you know, following up with that contact. Um, it's not going to do it for you. You physically have to make the time to do it. And so many agents think that there's like this magic potion that things are just going to happen miraculously, and they don't happen. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, the agents are notorious for the grass is green on the other side, and they're looking right. for the next best thing, and again, being in those Facebook groups, there's a lot of tech groups and stuff like that, and I see agents who I see almost every month or every couple of weeks, they've got some new thing they're talking about, how great it is. And like, did you even do anything with the last time, the last program or last thing you used? And right. did you get any results from it? And it right. blows my mind. They just keep going through new and new and new things. And not that the technology isn't good, but stick with a couple things and, and work on. Right. I really think that there, you can pick two or three good pieces of technology that will make your business successful. You don't need seventeen of them. You know, I sat down with a with an agent um, back in Chicago, and she had, you know, a system that did lead capture for her. She had a system that, you know, had a drip campaign for her. She had a system that did her Facebook posts for her, a different system that did her Twitter posts. She was trying to do YouTube. She was trying to do this and that. And I just looked at her and I said, when do you do showings? <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't have time to do showings. Okay, how are you nurturing and taking care of the people? Who are you working with? You know, I think of another agent in Salt Lake. You know, she's like, I have a ton of buyers. I don't know what to do with them. All right, how well do you know your buyers? Like, what did you use? And it can be on the reverse. What I'm getting at is, like, she has so many people that she's working with, but she doesn't write it down or doesn't have any system in place to take care of those clients. Right. I mean, if you organize your Gmail, you can be a pretty successful agent using Gmail of putting your clients and your relationships in there. You can have templates written down. Um, you know, I have like 17 templates, and if someone emails me something, I go to my template folder, I pull it out, I copy and paste it, and I send it. And it's a personalized template, but it's it's a canned response for the 400 emails that I almost get on a daily basis. Um I don't need these fancy, you know, this fancy system to do it. I can set up my labels. I can do all that stuff through Google, yeah. and it does it for me. Yeah, and a lot of agents, I think they feel like they're busy when they're doing this stuff and trying these things and learning these technologies, and they end up missing more business than they're going to get that I think they're going to get if they would have just did some simple strategies. All right, so we're back. We had a little technical difficulty there, but we're back to normal. Um, so I think we, last week we were talking about Gmail and some simple strategies. And do you know uh, Dean Jackson? I do not. Okay, so he's a he's a marketing guy for real estate agents. And one of the things I learned from him was about keeping it simple. And one of the strategies he used and explained is you don't have to have this fancy CRM. Not that it doesn't work, but a CRM. Uh, there's a simple strategy to do. And he said if you have a lead, you print off a sheet of paper and you write one to eight across the top, or however many steps you're going to follow up with them. So if you have certain emails, and basically you, as you're done, you circle the one. The next time you go pick up your stack of leads, you know next step is two. And you just follow it and you do step two. So at any given time, you can pick up that stack of paper and know exactly where you're at in following up your leads. And it's just a simple strategy for staying in, in contact with people. And a lot of agents just try to overcomplicate it and make it way too difficult. Yeah, I mean, I even go more basic than that. When you get a lead, so many agents don't know what to do with it. They don't right. know what they don't know where to start with it. And I think a lot of times they just get consumed and think, "Oh, I have I have to write this fancy email. I have to do, you know, I have to do this drip campaign. I have to put them in this, you know, bracket. I have to do this and that." And really, it's just simply calling the person. I yeah. really. 
one of the things that I was taught in sales is that you know a lead starts smelling like fish after about three hours. You know, we live in an age now, and you know, this is 14, 15 years ago when we were taught, when I was taught that. Now we're living in an age where, you know, it's probably five to ten minutes. If someone doesn't hear from you, or doesn't get an email from you, or doesn't get a text from you, and it doesn't have to be overly complicated. Yeah. You can just simply say, "Hey, I saw that you were looking at my website," or "Hey, you know, um, you're checking this out," or "You." I saw that you were interested in this particular property. I can get, would you like me to give you a call, you know, to follow up with you? You know, it's not, we overcomplicate everything. We want to, we we're taught that we need to do this and that. In reality, people are just looking for information. They're looking for someone to help them get the end result of buying that dream home. And just too many agents are losing sight of that. And I think yeah. the really good agents right now in the markets that I work in, they're focusing strictly on, you know, getting in touch with people and understanding what the consumer wants. Yeah. And that's, I've said this many times, is that clients or consumers are looking for information, not an agent. And right. if you can provide them and give them that information that they want, they'll be more than happy to work with you if you do it effectively. And they don't feel like they're being schooled, they'll be more than happy to work with you. So it's giving that information and that's the key. And a lot of agents, they try a ton of techniques and all this stuff to try to stay on top of it. Like if they just give them the information they want, they'll be more than happy to work with you. Right. And, you know, that there's so many people that say, you know, drip campaign or do this or do that. It's ask the consumer what they want. Hey, you know, I saw that you were on my website. Do you want me to keep on following up with you? What are you looking for? Ask them the question. Yeah. Um, you know, I do a lot of it now by text. Everyone looks at text messages. Yeah. It's really simple to get a message and people respond to it. It's not as threatening as getting a phone call or giving mm -hmm. a sales pitch. You know, I just shoot a quick text message. Hey, I saw that you registered on my site. You're looking for three bedroom, two bath, whatever it is. Do you want me to, you know, send you some more listings? What specifically are you looking for? Do you want me to give you a call tomorrow, later today? What are what's works best for you? And that's how I I always end it with a question back to them. What works best for you, or what can I do to help you? to get them to respond. And that's how I gauge my leads. You know, if it's a high priority or a low priority is how quickly they get back to me. Right. So. And then you put that, you, you're, you're still in control, but you still give them control by allowing them to do that. And they can still reach out to you if they want or need to, but you still have control of the situation. Exactly. And you know, I, my favorite question to ask my buyers is I understand what you, I understand you don't know, but if you did know, what would it be? <laughs> that works. You know, and it gets in and creates a dialogue with them to ask them the questions. It's constantly asking questions. And as an agent, it's listening to them. We, because we're so centric of wanting to be like a D personality and controlling, we have to give up some of that control and kind of lead the ship to, lead the sheep to water per se. Right. And, 
you know, ask the questions to get them from a, you know, point A to point Z, which is getting the lead to closing table and getting paid or depending on where you're at, close of escrow or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, it's just, you know, I look at like some of these TV shows and whatnot and they make it look, you know, like it's like all like glamorous and exciting. <laughs> that's not, that's not like a true reflection of the industry. Yeah. There's a lot of hard work and uh, I won't bore you with all the stories of crazy things that I've had to do for clients, but <laughs> it, it, it's hard work and you know, people get into the industry just thinking that it's going to be easy and it's not. Yeah. They think it's just a social game and they know enough people that's all they're going to do and they're going to make enough money just because they know people. Right. And, and you know, I see it on Facebook and Twitter all day long. I see all these agents wanting to network with other realtors. I never went to realtor events. I never wanted to network with other realtors because another realtor isn't going to buy a house from me. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you know, they want, they want to do all this, like get together and whatnot. It's like, are you going to buy a house from me? No, you have your license. Why, yeah. why, why am I going to spend time with you? And one of the other things that I talk about, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, about keeping it simple is one of the simplest things that I do and how I grew my business is by meeting people. I know it sounds really simple and it is like people are afraid to talk to other people. If you can overcome that fear, your business will tenfold. Yeah. And my goal every day, even to this day is to meet a hundred people. And Ryan, I'd be lying to you if I said, hey, I meet 100 people a day, but it's my outlook that I have every day to wanting to meet them. And I look for opportunities, whether it's at the grocery store or like I went to Jack in the Box today, uh, which is like, a, I don't know if you're from, you're from Canada, what Jack in the Box is, but it's like the low man on the totem pole of like fast food restaurants here. <laughs> it's not healthy at all. <laughs> but... Uh, you know, I went to Jack in the Box today, and you know, there's there's a girl there that uh, you know she was new, and I started talking to her, and she said, "Yeah, you know, I'm new to the area. I live in a community right now that's surrounded by five military bases. You know, we're new. We're trying to find a place to live. You know, she's like having this conversation. I'm overhearing it, and I'm just looking for an opportunity to like inject and there was an opening that I saw in the conversation. I said, hey, I'm sorry to intrude, but I heard that you're you know, new to the area and might be looking. I don't actively sell, but I still try to make the connection and referral to agents that I know here. Yeah. And if I was actively selling, I guarantee you, I would be giving her my business card and following up with her and saying, hey, I can get you a list of properties or trying to get more information from her, but I met a new friend today at Jack in the Box and talked to her for like 10 minutes about her life story of what's going on. And I got back to the office and I referred it to an agent here in town that's going to go out this weekend and show her her fiance property. Yeah. That's nothing more simple than that. There's no CRM, no follow-up system, no, no website. That's no, yeah. no. And you know, like we want like this miraculous things. And I heard a stat the other day that, 
kind of like resonates with that, not to get on a total offshoot of simplicity, but 50, 41% of people use it, get a realtor from a referral. 41% is a referral. 9% is actually people that use you again, so you'll repeat business. Right. Guess how much, what percentage of people find a realtor online? 20, 25%? 9%. Oh, wow. So 9% actually happens from an online lead. Right. Which is huge. The other stat that I heard this week is that I believe it was, I wrote it down here in preparation for meeting with you. I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> but um, how many people on past clients, how many of your past clients tell you that you're that are going to use you again? I've heard the stats from the NAR put them out. I think it was like 68% or something. Yeah, 68% say they're going to use a real use the same realtor again. Guess what percentage actually do? I know it's a lot less. I can't remember the number. It's like 6%. Yeah. So that tells you that they that you didn't build a relationship well enough that they're going to use you again. Someone else did a better job of building a relationship that, you know, better than what you were doing. And I think realtors lose sight of that. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more cost than doing lead generation and doing online presence and having a flashy website and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's building relationships and having relationships. And my whole entire thing this year that I'm doing is collaboration. Right. So I meet you, who can I introduce you to that will make your life better? Or who should, who would not necessarily make your life better, but what can, who can I add you to where I can be a friend of yours? You can add me to Villain Ice because you got pictures of you in Villain Ice, so you can connect me I and did. have him on the show. <laughs> you know, I that's another quick story about that, real quick. Is like Vanilla Ice was at this show that I was at, and I saw him, and there was a bunch of people going up to him and like wanting to get their picture taken with him. Yeah, that wasn't my approach at all. My approach to him was, hey, I'm a flipper as well and trying to relate with him simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that him and I had the longest conversation than anyone else there the whole entire time because I instantly tried to relate to him, Yeah, and he was more open to talk to, talking to me. And he'll he had, remember you. And he'll remember me. Not only will he remember me, his production assistant's calling me, and it's opening up opportunities for me. Wow. You know, like – it's going beyond just having a quick conversation and meeting someone, but actually getting to know them and building a relationship with them. If you, we had this conversation two weeks ago, I would never think that I would be partnering <laughs> and working with Vanilla Ice on a project. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, we're talking about doing a flip of a property together. And wow. they're going to feature it on the show. And, 
you know, it's things like that that build your brand by simply building a relationship. It's not a one-kick wonder or one-hit wonder type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I watched you a few months ago, but you did that experiment where you said you walked around your neighborhood and didn't talk to anybody the first night, and then the second night you talked to a bunch of people and you made impact or uh, an attempt to talk to everybody that you could talk to. And it was interesting just to see as soon as you make that first attempt and just talk to someone and reach out, what the change would be. Yeah, it, it's it's some of it's out of selfishness that I want to become a better person, but I also want to help people become a better person. And one of the things that I, one of the people that I talked to, you know, she sat next to me on the train and said that, you know, she was dealing with different things in her life and whatnot. And I just simply asked her a question and it stopped her from, or I want to hope that at least stopped her. She said it was stopping her from going to a crack house that day. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I'm going to sell real estate from, you know, that she's going to buy a house from me, but at least I hope that I had somewhat of an impact in her life. And once you get used to talking to people and feel comfortable and get out of your shell, it becomes really natural. And something that I learned from my mom, like I couldn't go to a restaurant and just like eat. My mom had to talk to every single person and become <laughs> friends with every single person in that restaurant. And, you know, it's kind of what I do now, but it's really grown my business by doing that. And people just want someone to talk to. Yeah. And again, it's simple and no or low cost to do that. Right. You know, there's a lot of talk, and I I don't mean to get off, but there's a lot of talk about, like, lead generation and web lead generation. People forget that it's, you know, it's capturing. they, They use the term, like, capturing. I like to call it like stalking. <laughs> like it's not attractive. Like drip campaigns and whatnot and stalking someone isn't attractive. It's like it builds a mistrust and an avoidance. Like if you're constantly if I sign up on your website, Ryan, and you constantly are like sending me emails like every one day or like every twenty four hours and thirty four hours and then like three days later, and then you send me a Valentine's, like, in, you know, this is going on, like, I'm going to, it builds a mistrust, and I want to avoid you as a realtor. If your approach is, hey, Aaron, I want to build a relationship, what can I do to help you? It's totally different. It sets a tone for the relationship, and so many realtors forget that. They just want to churn and burn, and you know, if the if I don't want to see a house this weekend, they forget about me. One of the other things I talked about on a Facebook post is that I called 60 realtors in a new town because I'm transplanting, and I only had three of those realtors ever call me back. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I legitimately look for realtors I went for the highest reviews I went on a I went on a website that's nationally known and pulled up the zip code that I want and I called the first six pages of realtors none of them answered their phone the first time not a single one of them answered their phone and I'm calling at like two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon 
Not one of them called me back. I didn't get a text message, nothing. It, it took literally four hours before someone to call me back and say, what can I do to help you? And only three realtors did that out of, out of 60. So when I talk, and when I talk about simplicity, that's what I mean. Answer your phone. Yeah. Follow up with people. Keep it simple, and yeah. you'll do really well in this business. Yeah, I heard a stat. A California Association of Realtors that said 94, no, 13% of consumers expect a response instantly, and 94% of consumers expect a response within four hours. Mm -hmm. And I know agents take 24, 48 hours, sometimes a week to get back. I, right. It blows my mind. Like, my brother was at a trade show. He's a contractor, and uh, he was looking for some software for his, uh, his construction company. And we talked to three different guys at the booth uh, there that had... Uh, Basically, like a CRM for for contractors. Right. So the one he was really interested. He was a great guy, really helpful. Another guy was not great at all. He that, so that was back. That was no October, I think. And now, right now, it's uh, February. It, yeah. So it took him three or four months, and he called him and said, "Oh, you're at the trade show." My brother left his card. Was talking to him. Said he was interested in the product, and he took three or four months to get back to him. It's just like right. it just blows my mind. It just all he had to do was call or send an email at the beginning and. Right. Could have, could have had a sale. I was at a trade show um, recently, and I got a stack of cards that are right here. You know, I, I posted a picture on my Facebook. You know, I sent each one of these people that I've met, you know, there's probably 75, 85 cards right here on my desk because these are people that I actively want to connect with. Yeah. I sent every single one of them an email when I got back into my office. I didn't do it that day. I try to connect with them on Twitter just to give them, because that's I like people to connect with me on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I try to connect with them there if they had a Twitter account. And then I actually sent every single one of them uh, an email and just said, hey, I connected with you. I want to stay in touch. Here's my contact information. I sh I'm sure that you threw my card in the trash. And that was my <laughs> subject. That was the subject of my email. I, I'm sure you threw my card in the trash. And... And, you know, I have a, on, on Google, I have a, an add-on on my Chrome that tells me when people open up my emails and whatnot. Yeah. And it's an extension. You can search for it. And, you know, everyone opened up my, my email. You know, like I can see that they're opening it up. Yeah. And, again, that's about being simple. Like keeping it simple and funny gets people's attention. It doesn't have to be 20 pages explaining who I am and what I do. It doesn't have to be that difficult. Yeah, I always say it with with any type of any communication, it should be short and sweet, and yeah. expect a reply. If you do that and expect a reply back, when you set right. up that way, you'll get responses back. So. Right. Okay, so to wrap up, why don't you give us a golden nugget, good piece of takeaway advice for our listeners, and then uh, we'll tell us a bit about your or tell us how we can get a hold of you after that. So my, my little bit of my golden nugget is be who you are. It's that simple. Don't try to be someone else. If you go to a conference or you see someone standing up stage, don't try to be them. Be yourself. Find out who yeah. you are first before you do anything else. And then simply try to find out who your customers are. Put a face on your customers of who they are. If they're... Most of your customers are 40-year-old men. That's your customer. 
put a really face on who your customer is, and then anything else that you do, you direct it towards that particular consumer. Um, you know, my consumers I know are typically 32-year-old female single, so I try to go after that market. And everything that I do really is stereotyped towards that particular market. So first find out who you are and then find out who your consumers are and listen to who they are and be where they're at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. And you, it's really easy. Just Aaron Woodman on Twitter. So Twitter backslash Aaron Woodman. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, and feel free to reach out to me. All right. So, yeah, thank you again for being on the show. We uh, really appreciate it. It's great insight and good information, so thank you again. And uh, we look forward to sharing this with the audience. Sounds great. Thanks. Th thanks for having me.